thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. All right, everybody. Hey, can we give it up for our team that leads us up in worship every week? They do such a great job. They do such a great job. So grateful for each and every single one of you guys being here this morning. Uh, man, it's just been a sweet time, been a sweet Sunday already. Being able to spend time in God's Word and being able to, uh, you know, celebrate the Lord through uh, the Lord's Supper and get to sing together. Hey, I do want you to open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25. Uh, Pastor Anthony talked last week, part one. Uh, today I'll have part two as we discuss this and we look over this. So make sure you're getting that ready. While you're getting that ready, I do want to answer. Thank you guys so much for all of your concern and you guys reaching out uh, on, on my, my journey to try to find out the hush puppy recipe from barbecue and baptism. Uh, thank you so much for all your hard work. I do have an update. Uh, I did find out no names being named, uh, but someone who ever did this got them from Long John Silver's, okay? Um, and they did the most Baptist move I've ever seen. And they got them in the original container, and they threw them into their own personal container so that they did look handmade. That is, I'm not even mad. I'm exceptionally impressed. Thank you so much. Uh, and that makes it a lot easier. My wife doesn't have to learn a recipe. Uh, we're going to pick some up. And I'm starving thinking about it. And so, uh, but for real, I thank you guys so much for being here this morning. It's going to be a good morning this morning. As we continue this idea in this, this series, One Another, finish this out today, uh, but One Another. And, and we talked through this, and, and, and Pastor Anthony hit on this last week, that we must meet together. That, that meeting together is imperative for the believer. That we need this. We need to gather together. You guys are here. You're doing this. For those of you watching online, maybe you're sick or out of town because it's Labor Day. We, we love you. We miss you. We, we need this together. Uh, we must meet together. But we continue on in our look at, at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25. It says this, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, uh, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now this right here, this is where we're going to be camping out. And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. Because here's one of the things, and you're going to hear this. You've heard this said before, but we're going to continue to say it. That saved people do serve people. Okay, Saved people serve people. And we're going to be talking through that. But I want us to understand something. As we walk through this, this text, we slow walk this thing. And we walk through it and we talk through it. I want us to understand that today there is a call to respond. Now, I'm not going to take up all your time today. My last one, 45 minutes, my last message. Trust me, you guys told me. This time, though, we're going to do this quick. Why? Because I need all you guys to flood to the next step stint as we find out where these saved people can serve people. So let's, let's buckle up. Let's get ready. We're going to walk through this, okay? First thing we want to do is we want to see that this. We need to consider. The, the writer of Hebrews says, let us consider uh, the idea of considering is not just to absently think of something, but it actually means to think carefully about something, especially before making decisions. So you and I are called to consider. As a student pastor, you talk to students all the time, and, and thinking deeply is sometimes uh, an art that they're not used to, okay? Uh, we, we do this even in our walk with Jesus, and I talk with students all the time who are like, man, I want to grow and know Jesus, I want to learn. I want to, I want to know more about Jesus. And I go, tell me about reading your Bible, man. When, when do you learn that? How, how's your walk with the Lord going that way? And they go, well, I, here's the issue. It's really hard for me to understand. Now, I do, also don't read it. So that's difficult. It's hard to understand something I'm not reading. And there's this idea that for some reason, if they just, I don't know, like put their Bible on their nightstand, 
it'll just, it'll just transfer, like some sort of data transfer directly into their minds. Or, or maybe if they turn on their Bible app or, or, or have, just have it sitting there open, somehow it's just going to work. No, no, that's not how our walk with Jesus works. Uh, if we're going to learn something, we're going to think inten- we're gonna consider how we can learn more about Jesus. We're going to have to think intently about it. It doesn't just happen. And for us to practice in this meeting, as we gather together, the 59 one another's of Scripture, from bearing each other's burdens to celebrating to, to weeping together to, to confessing sins and, and carrying each other when we can't walk, like those kinds of things, it's not just going to happen and we're not just going to naturally be bent towards it. We must consider. We must think with intensity. And we must think, listen, I've seen some of you. I've seen some of you plan out your Disney vacations. I've seen you plan out your excursions. I don't know why Yellowstone's super popular, like going out there in the Grand Canyon. I've seen you go, listen, I'll tell you right now, we took our route here, and we went here, 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 here. Listen, you can think, and you can, you can consider. When it comes to something that's important, I, I encourage you right now. And the, and the writer of Hebrews says, let us consider. Let us as a people, let us consider what? Let us consider how to stir up one another, to stir up one another, to, to incite and go, hey, how can we do this for a common goal? How, let us think critically how we can gather together and, and, and do these one another's of Scripture, and how can we, in this meeting, make the most of it for both the people in this room and the people outside? What can we do? This idea of stirring up one another, getting each other on the same page, with all of our different giftings and passions and your background and your, your struggles and your good days and your bad days, all those things, how can we put those all together? Well, here's the best way I understand this when I think about stirring up. My wife is a homemaker of homemakers. She's great. She's great. Uh, we just got a dog two days ago. Do we have three kids? Sure. Do we have a fourth kid who's going to be born next month? Yeah. Do we get a puppy? A 12-week-old golden doodle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? It's us. Don't, hey, don't judge. Okay? Listen, am I exhausted? Sure. Uh, does our dog currently have a UTI? We've had it for two days, yes. And so um, it's been rough. Everybody's peeing all over the house, okay? That's just how it goes. Everybody's peeing all over the house. Well, my wife is not just now a great human mom. She's a great dog mom as well. Has been for 48 hours, okay? And uh, listen, she's wonderful. She does stuff. She homeschools her kids so well. She just does a great job, and she's wonderful. And, uh, and one of the things that she does, she can bake, and she cooks real good. Uh, Laura Ingalls, like, eats your heart out. Girl, listen, my wife is Little House on the Prairie to the max. I love it. And one of my favorite things is, is that I'll wake up in the morning. And sometimes, and she does this every, you know, multiple times a week. I'll wake up and, what is that? That's fresh baked bread, okay? My wife makes fresh baked bread, okay? Sometimes wish it was hush puppies, but that's long gone silvers now. I don't have to worry about that. Listen, it's fresh baked sourdough bread, and it's unbelievable. And uh, you know what I think of is that that is awesome. But it's not always like that, Right? There's something that has to be put in. So I texted my wife this week, said, baby, how do you make that? And she gave me a list of ingredients. One, a sourdough starter. Men, let me tell you what this is, okay? If you've ever seen the movie Flubber, it is just white flubber that exists in a mason jar. I don't know what it's for, what it does, but I know it starts sourdough, sourdough starter. I don't understand how it functions. I don't know exactly what it does. I just know it sits in this jar. It has a prominent place on our stovetop and sits there. 
and bubbles up and moves. It's horrifying. Um, and so uh, it sits there. It's great. And so we have a flat, uh, sourdough starter. All-purposed, unbleached flour, water, avocado oil, and fine sea salt. All those things in and of themselves are fine, right? They, they, they're good. And they have a great purpose, right? But if they just simply stay that way, then the finished product of the beautiful uh, sourdough bread that fills our house with sweet aroma and, and fills our bellies too, it never comes to be. And listen, the, the writer of Hebrews is saying, we must think carefully how we, the different ingredients of this church, with the different gifts that we have, the different passions, the things that our soul longs for, and, the, and, the, and the, the different stages of life and the different things that we have going on. How can we put all those, all these little ingredients, all our little ingredient selves together to make something beautiful and to make something that the very aroma of it brings joy? How can we come together to be the church that loves one another, that bears each other's burdens, that encourages one another, that helps one another persevere, even when life and sin are difficult. How do we do that? So we must consider this. We must consider and think intently about this, not just a passing thought, but give great thought to it. How we can stir one another up, and how you individually and your gifts fit in here. And then how we can get all these gifts together to make much of Jesus. I love this. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, each, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Listen, God has called you here not by mistake, but on purpose so that we would serve one another, that we would practice these one another's of Scripture. Messy? Yeah. Inconsistent? Yeah. But in this place, it's a safe place to practice them. So how do we do that? We serve one another. It's one of the main ways that we put these into practice. And practice, and practice, and practice. And every Sunday, inconsistently, but we practice. Coach B, um, he and his wife just joined our church uh, just a few weeks ago. And I'm grateful for him. He's my soccer coach in high school. He was a football coach, and somehow he also coached soccer. And uh, listen, how much soccer did we know? I'm not sure. Did we, were we more in shape than anybody else? Yes. Yes. Uh, I remember one time he hired a guy to be, our, uh, to be our goalie coach. I was a goalie. I was a goalkeeper. And so if you know anything about goalkeepers, I'm in a box my whole life, and I move side to side. That's all I do. He was a tight ends coach. This guy was. And I said, okay, oh, man, I get my own, you know, goalie coach. And he, I was like, tell me a little bit about what you like. What's your soccer background? He goes, I don't like soccer. Get on the line. I went, okay, okay. And I got there, and he, I said, all right, what do I do? And he goes, no, no, change your feet. And I was like, okay. Like this? He goes, yeah. And he had a football, and I went, what's happening? And he goes, all right, go. And I was like, go where? He goes, 10 yards and cut in. I'm going, in a goalie costume. I'm not like, I'm not in pads, and I run. And listen, I was the best wide receiver on our soccer team, okay? Um, listen, uh, I had no idea what was going on. Didn't learn a whole lot about soccer. And that's why I'm not playing, playing in the pros right now, okay? But we practiced, and we practiced hard. And we practiced, and we practiced. And I want you to know this that in this place, it is a safe place that God has given us and intended for us in this meeting together for us to practice these one another's. Why? We must consider, we must think hard how we can come together and stir one another up to what? Love and good works. 
to love and good works. Because here's the thing, we, we must stir each other up to what? To love one another. Why? Because whenever you see these one another's of Scripture, more, more often than not, when you see these one another's of Scripture, know this, that what is coming before it or what is right after it is a story, a retelling of the gospel. It's going to be, remember, like right here in Hebrews chapter 10, you read Hebrews chapter 10, it is, remember, the, the, the blood of Jesus is, is faithful and good, and it can cover all of our trespasses. And Jesus is the promised Messiah that we look forward to, the very Son of God who would come to this planet, He would step out of glory, and He would come down and live a perfect life. He would then be betrayed by the people He came to save, and they would take Him and they would put Him on a cross, they would nail Him to a cross, beat Him terribly, torture him. He would give up his life on a cross. He would be buried in a borrowed tomb. And he would be dead for three days. And that's it. Because after those three days, he came back and is victorious over death. Hey, listen. So in light of that, consider how you must stir one another up to love and good works. In light of that, love one another. In light of what Jesus has done, be quick to forgive one another. In light of what Jesus did, care for one another. Bear one another's burdens. Not because you're great at it. Because Jesus has commanded it. So we've been given this call to, to do this. And I want you to know that saved people, because they have been saved, serve people. Saved people serve people. It is what we do. Like the mechanic who fixes cars, that's what they do. Like the firefighter who puts out fire, it, what, it is what they do. Believers, as God's church, as the family believers in this space, we serve people because we are saved people. And how does that look? It looks a lot of different ways. I think of driving up that big hill right over there. You know that we don't have a church sign. We love being at the Ridge. I was just telling somebody the other day, every Wednesday, people come in here when we're getting set up for student stuff. They go, can we show you around this place? Yeah. They go, this place is awesome. We go, we know. We are so grateful to be here at the Ridge. But one of the things about being at the Ridge is you don't have a church sign. Do you know what our church sign is? I tell our students all the time, I, I sub in, in all these local schools, and they go, where is Connect Church at? And I go, you know where Sweet Frogs is. And so basically, Sweet Frogs is our church sign. Okay, and uh, people know, oh, Sweet Frog, yeah, up on the hill, that's us. Oh, yeah, Sweet Frog, yeah, that's right. And so, hey, Sweet Frog is our church sign. When we, when we build a new building, we can't wait for that one day, we just need to put a Sweet Frog sign out there, okay? People go, oh, I know that church. And so, uh, listen, uh, we, we tell our kids, hey, we don't have a church sign. So when people come here, they're driving into a campsite. That's why I have to see Seth LaFollette out there going, hey, up, the, up this way. Don't go this way. You'll run into a camper. Go this way. And then we have backup people because we love you, but we also know you. And listen, my mom goes here. So I know my mom would park at some camper and go, hey, guys, I'm here for church. And so we have to help my mom and all of you get up the hill and get into the right parking spot, right? You are meted by 4,000 people who smile at you, who know everything you're doing because you put it all over Facebook. They've been praying for you. They hug you. They go, how are you doing? And, and they, they care for you. You're loved so much before you ever even get to the door. And then you come on inside. And if you've got kids, you have a host of people who are helping you check in your kids to make sure they're getting to the right spot and that your kids are getting to the right place. And if you've got a new kid, and man, we want, hey, we want to make sure that we get all their information. And we want to make sure that your kids are of, of our utmost uh, care. We want to make sure that security and safety is of the utmost concern. We have a security team. 
who are keeping us safe and, and watching, and they're, they're, they're watching everything. And, and so I mean, they're, they're helping us. We, we've got people downstairs who are there smiling, ready to receive your kids in whatever condition they come in, okay? And so uh, they're, they're ready to receive your kids and love them and teach them about Jesus. There's people holding babies right now. Just tell them about Jesus. We don't do child care here. We teach our kids about Jesus. And downstairs and in these rooms over here, we have people all over the place who are giving up their time and their talents to love on your family and to love you and to practice the one another's of Scripture in this place. We got people who I told them just a minute ago, right before I came in here, I told them, hey, it goes the preaching of God's word, the singing of God's word, and coffee bar, okay? In that order here at Connect Church, at least in my mind. And so you have all this stuff set up. They're, they're making coffee. Kevin Hurst was here, I'm pretty sure, at midnight somehow, because I walked in here and all the coffee was already made. He goes, yeah, it's made. He's just sitting there sipping on some coffee. He made all the coffee, all that kind of stuff. We have so many things. Not only that, we have Wednesday here at Connect Church, we have environments that we have that help us practice this. Where we come in here, we sing together, we worship together, just a taste of our eternity. We hear God's word preached, and we do life together in this place and in these meetings. We practice that here. But you know why? Yes, save, save people serve people. Because we believe this, that when saved people serve people, serve people get saved. There are people that come into our church, and maybe it's you today, who come in here with no relationship with Jesus or just checking this thing out. And when, when a, a, a people who do not know Jesus or do not follow Jesus walk into this place and they see us practicing these 59 one another's of Scripture where we're bearing each other's burdens instead of just bearing each other. When we're, when, we're, when we're fighting alongside to fight back sin and temptation, we're carrying each other. When we can't walk, a, a lost and dying world walks in here and goes, that's unique. That is distinct among all other people. Who do they follow? And we begin to see that people who do not know Jesus or at the end of, man, end of their rope come into this place and see saved people serving people and our great hope and what we've seen time and time again in the history of this church and in the history of, of, of the world is that when saved people serve people, serve people get saved. This past Wednesday, we had a young man who came in, hadn't seen him in a couple weeks and, and he came in and got to talk with him and, and as far as I knew, this young man had been a believer for some time. I didn't know exactly his backstory, and, and he came in. And when he came in, he had to go by about 15 uh, youth workers, youth volunteers in our student ministry, who said hi to him, who connected with him, all the pun intended, who, who gave him a card, who reached out to him, man, I missed you, man, how, how you been, tell me about, who sat down with him, maybe played some video games with him, or threw some cornhole with him. We just had volunteers who served. In the life of our student ministry, who made connections far before he ever got to sitting under the preaching. And as soon as I said amen, he came to the stage. He said, Pastor Dominic, I need Jesus. I said, But okay, well, tell me your story. And he's like, Man, I, when I was young, I, I felt something maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I need Jesus. And he gave his life. To Jesus right there in the hallway while, while some middle school kid was drinking out of the water fountain. It was awesome. 
And it wasn't because the youth pastor, great youth pastor in the world. It was because saved people serve people. And those serve people got saved. Church, do not think for a moment that the task that we've set before you of, oh, I only work at coffee or I only work at welcoming people. No, no, no. There is no task too small in the kingdom that God is advancing in this place and in this community. We need you. Church, we, we need you. We need you. Listen, I, I, I say all the time that some of you, and some of you are the most smiley people and the most welcoming people. We need you outside. We need you welcoming people. And some of you are not. And we need you back in the back doing the AVL room, okay? In that dark cave. Listen, I know, listen, and I'm just playing to all of our people back there. We love you so much. But we all have different gifts. Some of you are just passionate to see the next generation come to know Jesus. And, and some of you, man, are just really good with kids. Some of you can make coffee better than any of us. Some, there's a, there is a space. And if we don't have one, we'll make one. There's some of you coming in here who have gifts and talents that we just don't even know about. Like, this is, this is the body of God. This is the body of Christ that we get to come together. And we need all of us working at 100% capacity, working together. We need you. God has brought you here for a reason. So save people, serve people. And our great prayer and our great hope is that those serve people get saved. I want to let you know that there's a place that you can go. And, and I told the guys in the last serve, there it is. And so um, right there, the church center app. We talked about this last week as well. We talked about groups. But also at the end of the service, we had a ton of you guys flood at the, at the first service to the next steps tent to go, hey, okay, listen, I have a relationship, meaning this is I'm, I'm in a group. I, I'm here on Sundays. I'm part of a community of people. But now I need a role. And so they went out there. We have tons of areas where you can serve. You can download the Church Center app, both on iPhone or Android. Not sure why you'd have one of those, but we leave that up there, okay? Um, iPhone or Android. If you don't know how to do that, uh, we will have a group of fourth graders outside if you need. Uh, my mom's already gone to them twice. And so, uh, hey, listen, we'd love for you to download this and, and find a way to serve. To what? Consider, to think on, to not just go, yeah, I'll just serve. No, where can you serve? Give thought to it. Don't just go, well, I'll wait until they ask. We're asking. Where can you serve with the giftings, the talents, the background, and everything that's going on in your life? Where can you serve so that we're stirring all the ingredients we got in this place to create something beautiful? That the very smell of it goes out in our community and says there's something special there. So find that. Download that. We'd love to help you at the next steps. Tent. We'd love to help you. Now I love this. It would save people, serve people. Serve people, get saved. Scotty Emmett. Uh, from our local boy band, Triumphant Quartet. Um, they are awesome. They're our singing group here. Scotty was standing back here. Pastor Anthony was talking about save people, serve people, serve people, get saved. And he was standing right back there next to that camera. And, man, that spoke to him in a really powerful way. So much so that on his new album that he has out, his, his first solo album, there's a song called Save People. And the song, you uh, save people, serve people, Serve people, get saved. His song says this. Oh, save people, serve people, serve people, get saved. An act of kindness could shake the blindness standing in their way. Sometimes the best witness is what you do, not what you say. Oh, save people, serve people, serve people, get saved. They get saved. So when we do this, we're not just doing this for ourselves. 
But when we come together and we love one another, we carry each other's burdens, we confess sin to one another, we do life together, and we love one another. Oh, one, hey, listen, over a quarter of the one another's is just to love one another. And then we serve one another. When we do that, it strengthens and emboldens our faith. It, it reminds you that you don't have to be perfect when you give your life to Jesus, because none of us are. And you get to get with a group of messy people who say, I'll, I'll, I'll help you carry that. You help me carry my burdens, I'll help you carry yours. And this is like practice. It's like I was talking about playing soccer. You practice here, and you put into practice what you've learned here out in the world. Man, imagine what it would look like for, for a group of people to seriously serve one another and love one another, encourage one another, and then to take what they practiced here into their workplace, into their marriages. You don't think you serve outside this place? Try being married. Try get, having your wife pregnant with your fourth kid. All you do is serve. <laughs> listen, and it, it, I'll tell you right now, here's what it is. Hey, baby, listen, I love you so much. I love you. Hey, let's pray together. Oh, God, would you be? Hey, listen, I love you so much. Good night, okay? Good night. I love you so much. You're so beautiful. You're so great. Love you so much. Hey, yeah, what's up? What's up? I just really, I just think I need some ice cream. It's 11.30. What do you, okay, I mean, I mean, yes. We is greater than me. And I just walk out and I go, I go and I try to find it. And I, listen, I did that, judgment, okay? If I say, hey, baby, I'm going to go get some ice cream before bed. How, watch yourself, okay? But my wife needs it. Hey, here's whatever you need, okay? I get back in bed, lay down. Hey, I, listen, I forgot to take my makeup off. Can you go put a, a, a hot rag, I mean scorching, like probably melt your flesh off under the water and bring it back to me? Thank you so much. It was too hot. Can you take it back and like maybe put some, and like that's it. And that's how we do until, oh, baby, it's 1.30. We got we to gotta go to bed. We serve, and it's a great joy. I love my wife, and it's a great joy to serve her. It's a great joy to be able to love one another and serve one another in the service of our King. In light of what Jesus has done. And remember, in light of what the verse said, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We were... We had our student event recently where we gave out awards, and I won the award, the You Could Die Tomorrow Award, because I say it all the time to our students. And I've said it all the time here. We do this, and we invest our life in this, because one day, he's coming back. We just celebrate it. One day, he will come back. Or one day, you will see him as you step into eternity. So yes, we want you to serve not because we just need volunteers, who cares? We want you to serve people because we're saved people. And in light of what God has called us, so we can practice these one another's here. So we can take them beyond these walls and see that saved people serve people. And one day get to just celebrate all the more, just like this morning. As a 13-year-old girl this morning came up to me, her family came up to me, and we sat down at the table where a 13-year-old girl this morning, where a saved person served this little girl, this morning a young lady heard the gospel and gave her life to Jesus. And we saw served people today get saved. Church, 
This is, worth, this is a worthy task. But maybe you're here today and you go, I'm not a saved person. I want you to know this, that we ultimately, we do this because of what Jesus has done for us. But maybe you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want you to know this, that the reason saved people serve people, hoping that serve people get saved, is because at one point, the only one who can save people stepped out of glory to come to earth to serve people. So that those served people would go to him. That's Jesus, the only one who could save them. I love this in Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 20. Says this, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We are just taking cues from our King. And in this place, it is a safe place for us to practice that. And outside of these walls, people will hate you for practicing that. And that's okay. We will be saved people who serve people. And we will, in our time, see many more by the grace of God and by the power of the gospel and the working of the Holy Spirit, we'll see a lot of served people get saved. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.